Today, I'm very pleased to welcome Leanne Johnson to the Pocket Mastermind podcast. Uh, Leanne's co-founder of Oxfordshire-based app development company, uh, Element 6. Uh, I'm really good to, to have you here. So welcome, Leanne. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, so you fairly recently set up uh, Element 6, not a, huge, not a huge amount of time ago. So what led you to deciding to take that route? Um, so, I mean, really, it was after having two babies and having a very hectic career in sales for sort of about 13 years, I decided that, you know, just working in sales with me and my husband doing the same job, it just wasn't going to work with a family uh, of two young children in tow. So I took uh, a little break from my career. And then as my son sort of got into nursery, I thought, right, I need to be my own boss. Um, I still really enjoyed doing the sales side of it and the marketing side. Um, but for me, it was like, I need to be my own boss. I need to run my own schedule um, and work around the family. So nearly two years ago now, we decided to, to start uh, Element 6 um, with myself and my father, Colin. Um, and that was you know, sort of one, of the, one of the main reasons. Um, and then going into apps and, and why I decided to go into that type of uh, market was because it was such a huge growing um, market within itself. You know, there's now over 6 million apps uh, worldwide um, and it's only going to get bigger. Um, and it's one of the fastest growing markets in technology. Um, but we were really, really shocked at how uh, app developers weren't really helping small businesses, you know, the, the big giant retailers and, and companies out there were being able to you know, afford to spend 20 to 100k on an app um, but that is just unobtainable for most small businesses so our main focus from the start was helping UK-based small businesses um, with an app and, and how we do that so cheaply and we can talk a bit more about that. Mm -hmm. So how, what did you, how did you kind of land on there was the gap in the market for the for the smaller for the smaller. Yeah, um, we we were obviously um, calling other local app developers um, and just you know being you know pretending that we were a small business and saying okay yeah we really want to make an app for our cafe or our salon or our business um, you know and they were first of all quite uninterested to try and help us uh, when we mentioned that we were a small business. Um, and then the figures they were shouting around was anything from 20k upwards, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, would just be unobtainable for, for most small businesses. Um, and then we started uh, looking into the sort of development side of it. And there's, there's two types of apps. So there is a native app, and that is an app that you download on the App Store, um, whether that be iOS or Android. Um, or there's a new trend of apps called the Progressive Web App. And this is a app that is hosted all in the cloud. Um, so you don't have to download it onto your phone. You don't have to pay then Apple or Android any of their fees yearly um, or for any changes you have to pay every time you update it. So it's a, it's a new trend. It's very big already in America and the rest of Europe. Um, but the UK are quite slow adopters to new trends. So this is something we're trying to um, you know, push out to the, to the smaller businesses in the UK to get them on board and onto the app stores. Um, and the, the advantage with a progressive web app is that you don't then have to download all of the data onto your phone, um, which is quite a big thing for millennials and the younger generation because they've got limited memory um, and storage and you know they wanna be 
will be putting more TikToks and, um, and music on their phones than, than apps. Um, but with 90% of the time of people using their smartphones, they're using an app. So, you know, it's really key that an app is accessible mm-hmm. and all you need is, is to go through the browser and it's just all stored in mm-hmm. the cloud. It kind of makes perfect sense. And, you know, like you were saying, small businesses, they just don't have the level of cash to develop an app. And yet no. so many businesses would probably benefit from having that direct interaction, you know, kind of yeah. frictionless interaction with their customers. So yeah. what and was think- the starting point for you then to kind of get the business off the ground? Um, so the starting point was us doing a lot of training within ourselves. Um, Colin, um, my business partner, is a lot more technical than me. So he had already made some sort of quite simple apps um, beforehand. So for me, I was actually learning how to develop apps myself. So there was a lot of training in the background for that. How did you find uh, it? Uh, <laughs> challenging <laughs> with two uh, small children as well. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, but yeah, but it, but it was interesting. You know, it was it was fun to actually use my brain in a different way and, mm-hmm. and learn a new technology. Um, so yeah, there, there was a lot of training on my part, a lot of uh, doing the wrong thing before you learn to do the right thing. Um, but you know, I think that's the whole point of it. The first app mm-hmm. was like, oh my god, this is terrible to look at, but I was quite proud. You know, it was a simple app, but it, it did what it what it needed to do. Um, so there was a lot of um, a lot of back and forth. Uh, one of our first customers was brilliant. Um, you know, we were very truthful with her from the start. We said, you know, this is the first time we've we've probably started to develop this and and the business within itself. So she was, um, you know, she was very good with us, and she. She waited until we've, we've got it completely right before waiting to launch the app. Um, and that's the nice thing about a small business because they understand the mechanics mm-hmm. and the background of everything having to sort of take, a, take time. And we thought, you know, naively that we'd be banging out one app every month. You know, it was going to be that easy. But in actual fact, it takes about six months. There's a lot of toing and froing and changing our minds and, you know, a lot of work in the background with it as well. Um, so... There's been a lot of patience, um, but, you know, but it's, it's gone well within sort of the first two years. Um, you know, we've got a, a few under our belt now and, mm-hmm. and the more you do, obviously, the easier it gets. Yeah. What have you, what have you learned about the process and, and what have you adapted since the um, first one that yeah. saved some time or something? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, obviously just knowing the skills and the programming in the background. Um, the hard thing is that we're not just focusing on one um, sector. So we're not just looking at beauty salons or restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got lots of different customers that are coming to us. So we're really having to adapt each time because they want different features and different things um, for the app itself. And obviously there's no, you know, one app fits all mm-hmm. for any small business. You know, they might just be wanting an app to give you free information or they might be wanting the app to uh, you know, make a sale or make a booking. Um, you know, one of the key features is, is loyalty. Um, you probably go to most coffee shops now or beauty salons or even play barns and you get these loyalty card apps mm-hmm. that you get your stamp every time, you know, and they're, they're trying to keep you coming back time and time again. But I've collected so many, I've probably got about eight in my wallet and I can't be bothered half the time to rummage through and, and look for them. Um, and one of the great features on the app is that you can do that. So not only does the customer always have their, their phone with them, but it actually gives the, the company or the business um, you know, a view into how many times that customer has been to them. 
how many times you know they spent money with them how often they come in etc and then you can really target market that customer to say you know just come in one more time and you get something for free mm-hmm. um and you don't need to be a coffee shop for that you could be a business coach you could be running you know six different seminars um and if you've seen that customer's been to one or two you give them loyalty points to hope they come back you know and spend more with you um and it's it's just that keeping that loyalty and also having that competitive edge against, you know, your your other local businesses or local competitors. Have you found, um, have you found different clients have wanted to be more involved through the process than others or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, our our first client was very, you know, we'll, we'll go with your views and your designs. Um, and she was very easygoing. Uh, and then some of the other ones have been very, yeah, um, demanding, shall we say, <laughs> with what they want, you know, but that helps also because they, they've got that view of, of what they want it to look like, um, you know, with, with pictures and images or text, etc. Um, which is almost easier in a way when you're actually told exactly what you want rather than, oh, maybe this will work or maybe that will work. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're going back and forth 10 times doing the same thing over and over again. So, yeah. Um, but again, I think that's something within time we will get better at in terms mm. of, you know, how we present to the customer or, you know, op- option A or option B, maybe. What do you think have been the biggest challenges in the first, you know, couple of years of setting up? Um, personally, for myself, getting my head back into business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then for the business itself, I think the challenges have been working with small businesses, you know, they've, they've obviously got, you know, unless they're doing very, very well for themselves, they're going to have limited cash flow at certain points. Um, and obviously with this whole virus, you know, we, we worry now where small businesses are going to be um, this time next year. Um, luckily, some of our clients have done very well in this crisis, shall we say. Um, one, one client is a early learning specialist. Um, so she's done brilliantly well because, you know, all these parents at home thinking, what the hell do I do with my kids for 12 hours a day? You know, her, her business is booming. Um, but another one of our salons, you know, obviously she's not been open for three months. So um, that's been a challenge within itself thinking, God, are they still going to be here in six months time? Um, but, you know, fingers crossed, I suppose. Um, what's been the best part? so far of starting your own yes, business has it has it lived up so has it lived up <laughs> to the ambition yet yeah, or is yeah. it, are you still catch it up yeah i think i think the nicest part for me at the minute is that it's just working for myself mm. and it's working around my family um there's been obviously stressful times but you know it, it's been only stressful because i'm just trying to work it around the family i've not had you know, your sales manager calling up, shouting at you because you not hit your number. You know, that, that was a horrible stress at the time. Um, so now I'm only shouting at myself internally rather than somebody yeah. else shouting yeah, at me. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that can be just as bad, can't it? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's just nice that you're working on your own terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, 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 un, it's different though, isn't it? It's a big transition to go... F- into suddenly i think what one of the hardest things is is switching off because you know there's stuff to be done yes and there's yeah. no one else to do it and no. so if you sit down and do something else 
in the back of your mind continuously there's always a list of 150 different other jobs that you could be doing yeah yeah so how have you found that and especially with the kids being home all the time at the moment and sometimes it's just like the admin you know it's just like right i can focus on this project i can focus on getting this this uh, project done but then it's all the stuff in the background that i don't think about and then you're, you're almost going back on yourself three months trying to work out you know your expenses or your mm-hmm. your marketing budgets or your strategy or yeah um, how, have you, how have you have you managed to keep on top of all that stuff uh, particularly now i think because <laughs> you know the the, the the lines between work time and home time are even more yeah. blurred than they ever yeah. were so well, one of the things that's helped actually is going to sort of regular networking meetings and right. bnis and things like that and talking to other business owners mm-hmm. um, that's really helped because people are always really um, you know happy to give out free advice or even sit there and listen and go yeah I've got the same problem mm-hmm. but you know I've heard so-and-so could help or you know just just talking to other business owners helps sometimes um, and it, it's a bit like mental health isn't it just mm-hmm. talking actually yeah. helps <laughs> it doesn't probably help you actually do the task but um you know getting in there's a blockage though doesn't it, it can yeah yeah blockage. some perspective of okay what's really urgent what do i really need to do today this week you know what what can hold off until next week um but the nice thing is that i do have um my father colin on board as well so he has another business as well but uh, you know, he's got a few more years of knowledge in his head uh, and is a bit more structured uh, than me. So we do bounce each other, you know, quite nicely. Have you had you worked with him before in the past? No, no. God. So it's quite a brave move. And, yeah. <laughs> and if you've met me as a teenager, I would have told, I would have bet you a million pounds. I'd never would have worked yeah. with my dad. So <laughs> I didn't really get on that well as, as uh, me as a teenager. Um, but you realise as you get older, you're just the same person. <laughs> <laughs> when you, you, hear, you hear your parents coming out of your own mouth at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, you know, touch wood, it, it's, been, uh, it's been fine at the minute. We've, um, we've not had any major fallout. So but yeah. no, it's, it's good just to have one other person in the business to bounce ideas off. Mm. You can come up with a, an amazing idea at 2am in the morning. And you say in the morning, they're like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that kept me up all night. <laughs> I'm sure that was a winner. <laughs> what do you think you've learned most from your dad so far? Um, I've learned most. Uh, I think I've learned more about sort of the, the business and the structure of mm. it um, and trying to plan ahead a bit more. I think I was thinking very much what was right in front of me. Mm. Um, so actually planning stages of, the different elements of the business, um, you know, and not just from month to month. Uh, he was, you know, quite good at strategizing what, what we needed to do and, and when we needed to do it. Um, you know, I think that's important, isn't it? Because a, a, a lot of businesses, small business in particular, kind of miss that step um, mm. just through not really being aware that the step exists. It's kind of like, oh, I've got an idea, action. Yes. Rather than the road. And so what what have you really yeah. have you done to kind of set milestones, um, I guess? I mean, that's similar to us in a way, because we got our first client um, before we'd even set up our own website. Uh, you know, wow. we've literally talked about it through word of mouth, through friends and family. Um, and by chance, one guy said, oh, I've got this lady. She's um, got about 40,000 followers on Instagram. She really wants an app. Would you talk to her? She's one of my friends. We're like, yeah, of course, you know. 
So we went off and talked to her and got the deal. Um, but, you know, we were, we were very plain with her. We were like, we've not even got our business set up. We've not got a website, you know. We're, we're still learning sort of the back end of the app stuff. Um, but, you know, she was brilliant and very similar to us. She was running around with a, a toddler in tow and she, she loved the fact that we were probably both in the same boat. Um, so, yeah, we, we were chasing our tail for the first year, trying to actually do all the steps that we should have done, really, um, you know, way before we even spoke to a client. Um, but the nice thing was that, you know, we got that sale and we made some money in the first year, which mm -hmm. was great. Yeah, it's good. Uh, not the easiest thing to do, is it? No. Right, <laughs> down. And, and, and at least and you managed to get a bit of momentum running before yeah. this came along as well, which is good. Yeah. I know so many people that decided at the start of this year, this year was going to be the year to yes. strike out on their own. And then the worst yeah. of the worst can happen. So. Oh. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, things seem to be picking up now. Um, I think with the, there's light at the end of the tunnel with retail shops opening and, you know, hopefully there's yeah. a few set dates now of actually things getting back to some type of normality. So I'm hopeful there is, uh, there is light for small It does seem to be. That's, that's yeah. certain, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think and people are still buying, you know. I think yeah. the first couple of weeks it was like, oh, God, you know, everything stopped, everything's grinded to a halt. Um, and then small businesses were very quick to, you know, turn their heels and say, okay, well, we can do something different or we can do it in different ways, um, you know, whether that be a restaurant and they're pre-ordering food or, mm -hmm. you know, a, a beauty salon, so they're just selling their, their products um, that they've got into the shops. You know, they, they were all really good um, being able to just turn around and think quickly on their feet as to what they could do in terms of making money. Yeah, there's been some impressive uh, pivoting and turning yeah. around and uh, yeah. people thinking quite laterally. I think Brewdog yeah. moving to doing hand sanitizer was probably one of the most natural <laughs> that I, I saw. But lots of people have had to really dig in and think, well, what else can we how could we utilize our existing mm -hmm. skills, our, client, our customer base, client base? And it's probably yeah. been good for a lot of people in some respects to actually really think about what their business does and how they do it. And is there other, yeah. are there other ways to diversify and, and maybe be a bit safer in the future? Yeah, yeah. Um, we've done a similar thing. We offered a competition for um, any UK small business to have a free app. Mm -hmm. um, so we entered the competition uh, back in May um, and one of the small businesses that won it was a nutritional company so oh, nice. they offer um, sort of programs for people with different nutritional needs um, so we're currently making a free app for her at the minute um, and that app will last until the end of the year and then hopefully her business will pick up again and she'll sort of want to continue mm -hmm. with us for next year but it was it was a nice way for us to get our, our um, name out a little bit more, mm -hmm. give something back to other small businesses and, and hopefully in turn, you know, we've got quite a few leads from other people that have entered the competition that are now asking about an app for themselves. So. Mm -hmm. it's not, and it's nice for you guys being, you know, still what I'd probably say as a startup a couple of years in and, and still small, working with other people that are, you know not big huge businesses because you've got a bit of empathy for each other i think if you're yeah. in respective situations yeah so hopefully people remember that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um a little while ago you thought you mentioned like men um networking and bni and, and and that kind of stuff is that something you'd done before setting up or is that something you kind of no. chucked yourself into and how have you found, yeah. how have you found yeah. that then into that um 
it took me a while to get into it because um, it was very self-promoting. It was very American, um, you know. Uh, so it, it, it took me a while to actually sort of break that wall down of like, okay, everyone, everyone's fine. You know, they're all they're all trying to do the same thing um, as everyone else in the room, which is promote their business, try and find other business for other companies. Um, and the nice thing about BNI is that you know it is about introducing one company to another. It's not just about yourself. Um, you know, we found some really good contacts in there, um, not just for business for ourselves, but for, you know, maybe the design work that we needed to be done or, um, you know, other businesses, we even got a, a painter and decorator to do our house, mm. <laughs> but it's actually, you know, just finding those nice local people. And once you've actually met the person, you know, you've broken that barrier down and, you know, people buy from people. So mm -hmm. it's taken a while to get into that, um, and to make those sort of friendships and, and bonds, but you know we've we've done quite well out of it in terms of finding some other um, similar partners to ourselves. Um, one is a big website company, um, and they've actually got loads of clients that now want an app, so that you know they're introducing us to them as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's been challenging. I don't really like the early mornings. Um, mm -hmm. We found some nice lunchtime ones that suit me a lot better. Um, but yeah, it's it's been good. It's uh, it's a different way of selling it's a different way of meeting people um to what i was used to in the corporate world um but yeah it, it's been fun do you do do you attend any other uh, organizations or events um so we've done for networking uh i've done bugs uh and bni mm -hmm. yeah so it's so mostly local ones in oxfordshire yeah nice and how long ago did you start going into those was it long enough to meet enough people before all of this um, yeah yeah we've been doing it for about a year now right. um so yeah yeah luckily oh, we found the transition to them i, I assume they're all online, going online. Now. yes yeah um so colin does the the bnl bni online at the minute um but yeah i think you know obviously business is slow for a lot of them um mm. but but like i said before it is just about talking you know and hearing about other ideas and businesses and how they're doing things differently or how they've started selling new things or, or offering new products or services um, that actually then gives you the light bulb moment of maybe we should be doing this as well. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think doing it on Zoom every week is, is, is challenging, but again, it just, it gives you something else to focus on rather than being at home all the time as well. Mm -hmm. It's hard. I, I think those things that once you already, if you already know the people within the group and then it moves online, it's not it's not so challenging okay. i think trying yeah. to come into something new like that yeah. i'd imagine wouldn't be all that easy yeah yeah it's a bit too much isn't it <laughs> yeah, it's kind of suddenly a, a, a screen full of people and it and it's kind of now now your turn to dance <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not so keen on that thanks first time you get told to stand up and talk about yourself for 60 seconds you're like oh. Yeah. <laughs> you're not prepared you're just <laughs> you're through so. you're prepared for the next time though right yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think have been the biggest overall lessons that you've learned so far biggest overall lessons um biggest overall lessons are that you've really got to know your market um you know we did a lot of research into the apps themselves um and you know what what people are using apps for um you know looking at business apps obviously um and actually giving away lots of free information 
is really key. Um, so it, it sounds silly really to be giving away all this, this information that you should be charging for. Um, but people uh, buy from people, um, you know, whether you've got great reviews for your business, um, it, it's really about understanding your market fully um, and why, you know, why giving away free information if you're a beauty salon at the minute and you're completely closed, you know, giving away information about how to take your nails off or how to dye your own brows or something like that, you know, it's, it's almost like, well, why are you giving this information over because they might not be coming back to you. But it's about that level of trust as well. Um, you know, and, and keeping those customers loyal because you're you're shouting out to your your most loyal customers, hopefully, about you know what what you could be doing in this lockdown and and hopefully how they'll be coming back to you once it's all open again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's important. It's you you got to give something to receive, and and uh, yeah, you know, I think people probably think sometimes that. By giving, like you say, giving it away, then why would they come to you? But they, they're still going to come for, to professionals, right? And people can yeah. still cook and they still go out for dinner. And yeah. I can clean my own house, but yeah. I'd rather pay someone else to do it. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, there's lots of, there's lots of areas in life where you could do everything yourself, but you're just not going to, are you, at the end of the day? Yeah. And I think um, people appreciate um, having, you know, somebody investing a bit of time into them and then they're, that gives them a good feeling about the business and and yeah. that you are more likely to engage it's a great way to engage with with potential customers i think yeah yeah anything you would have done differently or would do differently if you were going to do it again <laughs> um i think setting up sort of the business on the back end a little bit more way before we'd actually started talking to clients probably would have helped us a lot um, you know, the, the first few times that we did you know, bits on a website, it was like, oh God, that's shockingly bad. Um, you know, so maybe having those um, stepping stones in place before um, would have been good. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, you can only plan so much um, because it was a, a new business in a new area for me in particular. Didn't really know exactly what I should be setting up. You know, you, you can learn from a, a you know, business what you should have been doing and what you shouldn't mm -hmm. have been doing. But for me, it was, okay, well, we, we went in, you know, head first um, and we ran with it. And luckily, it, it, you know, it was a great success with our first app. Um, but, you know, it would have been nice not to chase our tail all the time and have to go back to steps that we should have done right at the start. Um, so maybe, yeah, having, having a few more things set in place before we'd actually sort of launched the business would have made ourselves look a bit better in terms of, you know, our professionalism. Um, but you know we, we've got there now within year two um, and I think you know doing some things wrong isn't a bad thing I think you know you learn from that a lot more than thinking you've done all the right things and holding your head high uh, you know you learn from your mistakes so I don't regret anything put it that way no that's good <laughs> and, and you, you I don't think you should no matter what the mistake is really I think you like you say the important part is learning from it and also learning from the things that go well because mm -hmm. um it's very easy to think oh this this everything's just working whatever we're doing is working and then suddenly you keep do some point you might carry on doing the same things and then suddenly it stops working and you've yeah. got no idea why it stopped working 
because you assumed that whatever you were doing was contributing, but it it could just be in spite of, right? So I think it's very important to keep reviewing what you're doing. Did that actually have an effect or or not? Yeah, yeah, otherwise it's difficult. So, what's the process if somebody comes to you guys and says, "Hey, I think I want an app for my for my business." How yeah. do you go about? What's the, what's the um, for that? So, first of all, we'd sit there and meet the client, hopefully face to face, and and actually work out what the business is, because obviously, you know, it can be anything from a, a charity to a architect, etc. Um, so, it's really about first of all what you want the app to do. Um, they've probably already got a website, but a website is for discovery, discovery for your business or your product or your service. But an app is for engagement and keeping those customers engaged. Um, so we've really got to work out, first of all, what that app needs to be doing and what they want back from that app. If it's uh, information, if it's more customer leads, if it's more sales, um, or if it's just an informational app. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, you know, sit down and really work out what the key features need to be within that app, um, and then go through the design process with them if they've already got, you know, a feel for how they want it to look and and, and run, um, and and go from there. Really, it, it's a it's a long process. You know, we we thought it wouldn't take as long as it it does, um, but you know, you need to sit there and actually really think about, um, you know, the everything from the colors to the designs to the font um, and how you want it to flow for the customer um, you know and whether it needs input from the customer in terms of information um, or if it you know if it is just that informational app or a loyalty app um, you know it, it can be quite simple but you can have sort of six or seven features on there and each one you need to really go into and, and think about how you want that designed and how you want it to look for the customer and what kind of um, what kind of features can you include in in these kind of apps? Can you do uh, anything? There's there's a lot of features. Um, so you can include things like obviously um, links to your website. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want them to buy something, or if you want them to order something, um, maybe if you're a restaurant, you can get customers to pre-order food. Um, if you're a beauty salon, maybe you can get people to book. Um, products or, or services through it. Um, like I said before, one of the key features would be the loyalty points app, so you mm-hmm. can reward the customers for coming in to you know, buy products from you or book a service or, or um, something like that. Um, reviews. Um, reviews would be really key, obviously, for, for any small business. And yeah. um, so you can prompt them to either review on the app or if you want them to review on Facebook or uh, TripAdvisor, depending mm-hmm. on your business. Um, and I suppose one of the key features is push notifications. So you mm-hmm. can send out um, through the back end of the uh, the app. You can send out messages to your customers. Um, so you could you know, message with a, a, a daily um, a daily message about you know reminders of appointments or um, special offers, or sales, you know whatever it may be, or a promotion mm-hmm. of some sort. And that's, um, I think that for that that particular point is, is going to be huge because yeah. email, although it's still very big at the moment, I mean, even the stuff that, the amount of emails I get on a daily basis that are yeah. trying to sell me something and probably even more so the last couple of months while this has yeah. been on, yeah. um, 
I, I just delete, delete, delete. But yeah. I want I don't want to unsubscribe from everything because there will yeah. be times where I do want to hear. But the challenge is it just gets lost in all of the noise. Yeah. If you can yeah. move away from that and yeah. push notify, I think yeah. you really get you really stand a chance of cutting through all of the noise. Yeah. And also, you know, you're hopefully targeting your your main loyal customer. Mm -hmm. Um because you can go onto social media now and have 10,000 followers, which is great, but you don't own any of those, that content, you don't own yeah. the rights to contact that customer. Um, you know, and through the app, you can really directly target that customer um, about any of your, your offers or your promotions, etc. And that's really key because you're actually talking to your, your, your core loyal um, you know, business that is hopefully going to in turn come back and, and make money for you. Mm -hmm. And it would give you the, you could really control the kind of offers to, you know, subgroups, I suppose, of yeah. your client base. So yeah. you can have, you know, tiers, I guess, of loyalty yeah. and all of that stuff. And I yeah. think that's where it really differentiates itself. Yeah, 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 definitely. And can you then integrate um, external things like, I don't know, book a table and that kind of stuff? Is it possible? Yeah, to yeah, book a table or even Mailchimp. You know, once mm -hmm. you've got a certain amount of um, of customers subscribed onto the app, then you've got the rights. You know, within within the terms and conditions to contact them. Um, so yeah, there, there's multiple different plugins that you can do within the app itself, depending on on what you need to do. It sounds super flexible. So how have you how have you managed to make it cost effective? I guess for for the small businesses. Um, so uh, obviously there's only two of us. So mm. you know we're not we're not in a big expensive office in London. Um, you know paying lots of students to to mm. design these apps. You know when we are working on a project, there was only two of us working on that sole project at that time. Um, we're not going to be taking on multiple clients um, at, at any one time. Um, and the progressive web app, uh, as I spoke about before. Uh, enables you to have you know, a, a real life app, um, but you're not then paying Apple uh, and Android you know, silly amount of money each year to keep it on their, their app stores. Um, and you know, we, we're just, we're not being cheeky within our prices. You know, we're actually being sort of uh, nice to small businesses and you know, we're, we're understanding from the small business point of view ourselves, you know, that that money isn't easily come by at the minute, so we're not going to be charging extortionate prices. Um, you know, so we're, we're just trying to be fair with, within our prices um, and competitive within ourselves. Does it allow you to effectively, you only got to create one version because it's web-based rather than having to create an, uh, uh, yeah. an, a Google Play, ver you know, an Android version and a, and a, 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 a iOS version? Yeah, yeah. So it's a, a much simpler uh, way of doing it because you don't have to comply with all the different screen sizes. Um, and also you can do it on the iPads um, or tablets. Um, and you can even actually view it on the, the laptop itself as well, which is, you know, again, it, it helps for a small business yeah. because more people may be looking at it and viewing at it on a, a laptop or a desktop. And also a customer experience point of view because quite often the customer experience between an Android and an iOS app can be quite different because obviously yeah. Apple have greater restrictions as to what it what they'll allow your app to access within the device and and make default and all the rest of it. So, so many times, you know, businesses that I've I've been in where there's been apps, you kind of oh they've got this great feature, 
but it's only available on Android. Yeah. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you can't have it on Apple. And they think, yeah. well, if you've got a customer base, let's say, assume you've even got 50-50, yeah. half your customers are going to get one experience and the other half are going to get the other. So it yeah. seems to make a whole lot of sense, particularly for these kind of transactional apps to move more you know, device yeah. agnostic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, if you're a, sorry, a restaurant and you're trying to change that app because you've got new, mm-hmm. new products on there or um, new menus or new prices, you know, you're going to completely screw up your market for your customers yeah. if you've got the wrong prices on there and, and ultimately lose money. So it's really key that you've got that control that it can be done pretty instantly on a progressive web app. That's true, actually, for a lot of the businesses that you yeah. mentioned before. Yeah. Things do change on a regular basis, you know, in, in, in restaurants, hair salons, or any, any kind of service um, kind of business. Yeah. Yeah. Look, your price is the same for two years so yeah you right. do need that flexibility and that's probably been a barrier for a lot of people is not only the cost but the lack of flexibility yeah definitely yeah i mean there's obviously now so many um just eats and deliveroo and you know places like that um that a lot of the local restaurants go to but then you're actually giving away 15 percent of your profit to yeah. deliveroo or just eat you know so not only are you losing out because you don't actually retain that customer data, you don't know who's ordering from you. Mm-hmm. It's just coming through from, you know, uh, a generated, um, you know, database. You're you're losing 15% and you're not finding out who your actual customers are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's really key. So one of the, you know, the great features of having your own app is that you actually have that customer data. Um, you know, so you can be marketing to them, you know, to keep them loyal and coming back time and time again. Yeah. That has definitely been the the price of convenience on small businesses, you yeah. know, working with Amazon and, and Deliveroo and just eating any of those kind of over-the-top type providers has yeah. been that you basically just hand over all of the customer information, the valuable stuff. The reason they're in business yeah. <laughs> is because yeah. they've taken the customer data. And if you don't have that customer data, it becomes yeah. very difficult to know what you're doing you know whether is it working is it not working what do yeah. my customers think are they all you just know is that one day they disappear and you've got no idea no idea why keeping hold of yeah. that information is is essential i think yeah and that could be you know one bad review as well yeah. you, know, you, you don't have the chance to uh, reply to that review on things like delivery or just eat um and the nice thing is if you do have your own app you can yeah and you, you do create that personal relationship which i think you know particularly for the smaller business you're wanting to grow you you need to create that's that's a differentiator isn't it why would you go to a small business versus over you know one of the larger organizations and it's because of that you've got someone it's their business and they care rather than just being someone being paid to provide the service and and they don't really half the time they don't really care whether you've had a good experience or not the owner does (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's tough yeah. so um where can people find out more um if they've listened to this and, and thought oh, yeah. I, found, I, I could do with an app um so you can go onto our website which is uh el6apps.com all of our contact details are on there um and we will we will come back to you at any point um from from monday to friday um 
I don't even know our number, to be honest. That's really bad. <laughs> Who does these days? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who does? It's been so long. <laughs> um, but yeah, through our website. Well, thank you very much for um, giving it your time to come and talk to me. Thank you very um, much. And we'll make sure I've got links to uh, to the website and contact details um, when I put this out so everyone can find you. Brilliant. Cool. Lovely. Thank you, Dave. Lovely. Right. Cheers, Leanne. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.